What up? It's Allison Carpio, and you're listening to Hello Delicious Emails, where we talk about making your marketing more sustainable and selling your offers with email. If you're hungry for spicy marketing advice with locally sourced ingredients and no fillers or preservatives, you're in the right spot. Grab a plate, grab a fork and spoon, and let's get to it. So today we're going to talk about something real juicy, and that's dun 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 conversions. So we've already talked about growing your email list. That's the collection phase. You're collecting emails onto your email list of your ideal customers. We talked about the connection piece and that is really building relationships and deepening those connections with the people on your email list. So today we're going to talk about conversions and we're going to talk about sales emails. We're going to talk about all those things. So first off, If you're listening to this, you're a business and email is essential for your marketing. And with marketing for your business, we got to sell. You got to sell. You got to sell your offers. That's what we want. We like seeing sales. And whether your conversions in your emails are a direct sale, booking a call or a session, filling out an application, whatever it is, you're going to want clarity on that because that will drive your emails. That's part of your strategy there. But at the end of the day, you're still a business, this is marketing, and we want to sell in our emails, right? So I have a client, her name is Kim, she's a copywriter. I've mentioned her a couple of times in the past episodes, and she writes sales emails for her clients and her business. And we planned out her sales emails for her launch. So it got kind of meta, helping her write her sales emails about sales emails. (laughs) So we sharpened up her messaging and her positioning because let's be real, there are a lot of other copywriters out there, which is a good thing. And at the same time, we want to really highlight what is unique about her. So Kim, she's actually a PhD scientist, which not a ton of copywriters are. So we really wanted to highlight that about her and really make that her strength and her differentiator because PhD scientists are really methodical. They're really well-researched. They really dive into the research. They're really analytical. And when someone is writing your sales emails, you want someone who is really good at that research. So part of her launch email sequence that we mapped out there was one email where we really highlight that we really go into her process because we really we really dispel the myth that writing copy is just picking out words out of thin air and just making them sound really good and really smooth like butter no it's not necessarily just that what we really dive into is her process for research what she does for research what that actually looks like and then how she turns that into sales emails and email copy that her clients love and her clients clients love and that get them results so because we really dive into her process we really show her ideal customers the way that she thinks the way that she approaches writing copy. And because of that, she attracts the people who love her approach, people who place a high value on the research. In fact, we called it research-driven copy. Brilliant. (laughs) And because she works with functional medicine practitioners, 
that highly, highly, highly appeals to them. So we show them how she thinks, how she isn't just willy-nilly throwing around random words together, using a thesaurus and just, you know, picking out random things. She's actually very methodical and strategic about the copy that she writes because she does the research. She will do surveys, she will comb through your data, so that's qualitative and quantitative research. And if if you don't have any research, she's going to do it for you and she'll put together a report for you that you can use now and in the future. It's helladeliciousemails.com to get started. All right, back to the show. It's really brilliant. So I love this approach because think of it like you're watching Chef's Table, one of my favorite shows on Netflix. In Chef's Table, they highlight a chef of, you know, likely a top 50 San Pellegrino restaurant and the chef behind it. And they don't teach you in the show how to cook their dishes. They go into the backstory of the chef, how the chef sources each ingredient, how the chef designs and creates and imagines the dishes, their signature dishes, and sort of like the journey they have been going on. And you really get to see inside the minds of them and just the level of mastery and the level of obsession they have with their cuisine and what they're putting out into the world. And by the end of each episode, you're like, I want to eat at their restaurant. (laughs) You're not like, I want to make the 900 or 1,000 day mole. No one has time for that unless you're a professional chef. No, you want to go to Mexico City and eat there. I've been to maybe three Chef's Table restaurants. One before Chef's Table came out and then the other two after it came out. But really though, that really influenced me. (laughs) And I think it's pretty safe to say all those restaurants are doing just fine because they've been highlighted on chef's table. So really what that means for you is when it comes to conversions, really highlight and showcase in your emails how you approach what you do. I had another client who is an interior designer and just like copywriters, there are many, many interior designers. She's an interior designer in Toronto, so a big city and small spaces. And you've got you've to work with these small spaces and make them look bigger than they are and brighter than they are because sometimes they don't always have natural light. So we showcased in one of her sales email sequences, we showcased a before and after picture of a client who had a really cramped at-home office. This was right at the beginning of the pandemic too when everyone was like, oh dear, I'm going to be working from home. I don't even know what that looks like, but luckily I have this room and I could do something with it. So we showcased a before picture and it was this really cramped, dungeon-y, dark-looking closet kind of thing of an office. And then we showed the after picture and how we were able to fit two desks in there, how bright it was, how spacious it looked, and how well it matched their style. It was very sophisticated. It was for him and his wife. So it was also a really good mix of masculine and feminine aesthetics. And what's more than that, beyond the pictures, even though the pictures told a big story, we really dove into how she, as an interior designer who's worked with many, many clients, 
how she comes up with these spaces and especially the mistakes that people make. Like, did you know, because I didn't know this, that a common mistake that people make when they do their own interior design is not knowing the sizing. So if you've ever walked into the room and it felt maybe the furniture is too small, but it felt, you wouldn't really feel that, but you would really feel like the space was uh, really empty. It's likely because the furniture is too small. It doesn't fit or it feels too cramped. It might be that because there's too much furniture or because the furniture is too big and it just doesn't fit the space. But whatever it is, when you have an interior designer who has that eye and who can properly measure and plan accordingly and combine two people's different aesthetics into one and make it cohesive, that's the magic of an interior designer. I talk about this and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need an interior designer (laughs) because I'm terrible at it. But what's great about this is that we highlighted a customer story and highlighted her expertise and the way that she approaches interior design so that by the end of those emails, the reader is like, ooh, I need her to design my room. And when I tell my clients all the time when it comes to conversions, I mean, conversions, This there's going to be so many more episodes about conversions because, you know, we can't just fit everything about conversions into one. But what I'll, I'll start with the top thing that I tell my clients all the time, over and over, like a broken record, ask any one of them, (laughs) show them the proof. There's an email recipe I give my clients and it's the proof pudding because the proof is in the pudding. You want to have as many customer stories, not testimonials, it's very different, but you want to have as many customer stories as possible because you want to show what is possible for your ideal clients. You want to show them what's possible. You want to give them hope that the outcome that they're wanting is possible for them because someone else has done something similar. And it's also very uplifting for people to read. They love it reading success stories they love seeing other people succeed because in their minds if that person can do it so can they especially if you make your customer story very very i hate to say real because i think it's overused but it's very relatable and it's believable it gives them hope it uplifts them and truth be told there's not enough success stories in the world there's really not you can never have too many i like to say you can never have too much proof you can only have bland unseasoned boiled chicken breast proof (laughs) so keep that in mind when you're writing your sales emails but back to kim she sold out her vip packages and it was her first time launching it too so it pays to plan out your sales emails for your launch Do it ahead of time, know what's unique for you, and show the proof. I have another client named Shamanth. Hello, Shamanth, if you're listening to this. (laughs) He is a growth marketer who teaches other growth marketers how to thrive um, and grow their, who teaches other mobile growth marketers how to grow their mobile apps. And we 
recently worked on his launch where he um, hired me for my VIP day copy review. And what that is, is that means if you have a launch coming up or if you have a lot of copy, like a a promotion or a sales event or something where you have a a series of emails, you have sales pages, landing page, et cetera, and you want me to review it, I can get that done for you in a day and really dig into your messaging, even your offers, your packaging, all of that stuff. So we worked together for his most recent launch and I reviewed his emails and his sales pages and I really looked at the narrative for his launch. So what's interesting about Shimon's space is that in the mobile marketing world, I just learned this, Apple, because you know, in the app store, it's like a huge source of traffic for people downloading your app and therefore buying or subscribing whatever your monetization model is. Apple just took away a lot of the tracking for mobile marketers. So you can't really see some crucial metrics like how people even got to your app. So he was showing me a report and with this new change, it just looks like 98% of traffic is coming from organic, which is not true because a lot of these growth marketers are running ads and they can't even track that. It's really unfortunate. So the reason I talk about this is because his program teaches these growth markers how to thrive in a world where you can't track these things because a lot of them are feeling very discouraged. They're feeling kind of lost. They're, they need help with their strategy. They're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants, if that's the phrase. <laughs> but that was a narrative of his launch, that it is possible to thrive in this space despite what you know what apple has changed and you know them taking away all of those metrics so we looked at that narrative made sure that narrative was on point and how it came through in the email copy and the sales page copy and how that came through in the customer stories and his hooks and how they supported that narrative or not because when it if it doesn't support the narrative then we have to adjust or remove it and we want to make sure that every every piece of copy for that launch supports narrative. And last week I got an email from Shamanth with a screenshot of all the sales he made. So proud of him. A lot of that all pays off. He's so thrilled with his launch. And I wanted to celebrate him for this because that took, because he really did the work. And that's the beauty of having strategy, incorporating your email list into your launch because you do need an email list for your launch and having some copy support as well. So that's all I'll say for conversions for now. There's so much more that's to be said. We have a couple more episodes. We're going to talk about the nine word email in another episode. And the last thing I'll leave you with is make sure you know what your conversion is in your email Make sure you're selling in your emails, especially in your sales emails, and make sure you have a narrative as well for your launches. And you can never have too much proof, only bland, boiled chicken breast, (laughs) unseasoned proof. So remember that when it comes to conversions. 
All right. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love seeing your reviews and ratings coming in. I love when you tag me on Instagram to tell me that you've listened to the podcast and really shared it with other people. It makes me so happy and it helps other people. So thank you. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. If you enjoyed the show, head on over to hellodeliciousemails.com if you're ready to cook up some spicy, tangy, umami emails that sell. And don't forget to follow the show so you get notified whenever a freshly baked episode comes out of the oven. Say hi to me on IG at Allison Carpio. Slide on in my DMs. Say what up. I'd love to hear from you and hope to see you there.